the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for the Your Personal Bank Show with Ferret's Toe, financial literacy educator and speaker, entrepreneur, and chairman of the board of a bank in formation. Take charge of your financial future with your personal bank. Now here's Ferret's Toe. Welcome to the Your Personal Bank Show. Today I've got a lot to cover, a lot of economic information, and I'm going to share one of the best articles I've read in a very long time regarding the uh, well, regarding the the war on fossil fuels. Uh, we're going to post it on our website, by the way. It's the best read I've seen, probably one of the most balanced ones. It's not a short read, I want to warn you, but one of the most comprehensive I've seen in a while. If you want to really want to understand a lot of the ramifications of the war on fossil fuels, go to yourpersonalbank.com. It's a Yahoo Finance article. Really, really well done. Again, yourpersonalbank.com. We'll post the link. But before I get to that, I need to really cover some things on interest rates and the Federal Reserve and what's going on with the bank lines of credit and the positive arbitrage. A lot of things have changed. And by the way, this is information I've been sharing, just just sent out to my own clients. And in the interest of getting this out to as many people as quickly as possible, I'm sharing this information here on the radio show, too. And here's the situation. If you've been listening to the show, you know we've been talking about increasing interest rates um, dividends are highly interest rate sensitive. So as many of the, the companies have said, they've told us, you know, we're in an increasing interest rate environment. Dividends will be going up. That is all still true. In fact, dividends will be going up. We fully expect them to be going up for the next three to five years easily, potentially even the next decade. So we're in an increasing dividend uh, environment. We got 6% dividends right now as we speak. That's, like I said, set up correctly. It's guaranteed, insured, tax-free. And that's going to be going up over the next number of years. So that's all good news. But we're in an unprecedented economic uncertain time. Uh, I don't think anyone can argue that fact. And so what's happened is all the major insurance companies have decided to be cautious for valid reasons, and they've kept their dividend rates for 2023 the same as what they were in 2022. So what that means is they're they're paying 6% dividends, okay, uh, but the reason why they're being so cautious, okay, and so so before I get to that, and I don't get into the reasons why they're being so cautious, which are pr- pretty obvious, you know, we've talked about on the show using bank lines of credit, and the borrowing costs, of course, have gone up too at the interest rate environment, and the borrowing, borrowing rates with these, these fully collateralized loans with the bank lines is prime or prime minus 1%. Now, Prime in March of 2022 is three and a quarter percent. Okay, so that's why we were getting borrowing rates in the three percent range, between three and four actually. And then, of course, as rates have been going up and going up, Prime is now at seven percent, and most people think that the Federal Reserve is going to raise rates before the end of 2022 again. So that'll put Prime at about seven and a half percent. So what that means is the borrowing rates right now are between six and seven percent. The dividends are about six. So the point is, if you are funding the policy and you're earning dividends, right, and then you access funds against it using a bank line of credit, 
you're now the cost of borrowing is now at or above the dividends that you're earning. So the positive arbitrage that's been there historically for the last 40 plus years, okay, is not there at the moment if you use a bank line of credit. There is a solution though. So that's, I want, please stay close because this is really, really important information. So here's one of the things you can do. You can access funds through a policy loan directly from the insurance company. Think of it as a, uh, there's a dividend department and there's a loan department. So it's much like, works very much like the bank, bank lines do. The difference is the cost of borrowing now is less than the banks. The current cost of borrowing, depending on the company we're dealing with, is in the 5 five to 6%. Well, just, yeah, let me think. Uh, 5 to 5, 7. Okay? So we got companies that, you know, locked in these rates for the next year. And the 5% raise, low is 5 and they're paying 6 So you still get a 1% positive arbitrage with, with using the policy with your money. So you're not uh, going backwards. In fact, you're still moving forward. Now, that's saying a lot comparing, considering what's going on these days and, um, you know, with the cost of borrowing and interest rates and the economy. I mean, you're still moving forward. And, you know, compared to the stock market, particularly this year, it's much better to go forward than backwards, right? Now, the thing is, you can use these policy loans to pay off the bank lines. There's no cost or fee to do so. And you can do it back and forth, by the way. So I strongly recommend if you have one of these policies and whether you're a client of mine or not, uh, contact your bank, find out what the uh, payoff is, and then access the funds from the policy, making sure the, the loan rates are in that, like I said, in the fives, okay? That's where they should be. And if they're not, contact me at yourpersonalbank.com or 866-268-4422, okay? Because uh, there are some companies that high have, have higher borrowing rates, and those just don't work very well for this concept. So if you've got one of those companies, please, by all means, contact me. Again, that's toll-free 866 268 4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. But the companies we're working with are in the 5% range in the borrowing. And like I said, are paying in the 575 to 6% on the dividend. So we still got a little bit of positive arbitrage. We're still live, moving forward. It's not as good as much as it was previously. But understand, we are in very, uh, should I say, uncharted waters almost. A very um, economic uncertainty is very high. So my point is this, even though we're getting in a situation that's highly unusual, we've still got positive arbitrage going on at very worst uh, break even. So if somebody does use the money from the policy, they're not losing, okay? Now, (laughs) the best thing you can do now, here's my best advice for anyone. Look, we're in a high interest rate environment. We're in an environment where the economy and and asset values and stuff are, are really uncertain. If you can reduce borrowing for the next year or two, that's probably a really wise choice. And if you can put it into one of these policies and let it sit for a while, guess what? You're going to be earning that 6% dividend. And, you know, 6% insured, guaranteed, and tax-free is not bad option compared to everything else that's out there. And this is the point I guess I'm wanting to make and I think is so important. Look, this, I believe, this is when you need to understand something. These insurance companies are some of the biggest and most successful institutional investors out there, and for the longest period of time. In fact, we have several companies that have been paying dividends, which which are nothing more than profits. Okay, so in other words, they've been well, the company, so they've been profitable every single year for 175 consecutive years. I'm going to say that again: 
I've got more than one company that's been profitable for 175 consecutive years. That means they were profitable through the Great Depression, both world wars, even the Civil War. Okay, that's impressive, all right? And pretty much all of these companies have come out and taken this cautious stance and not raising dividends for the next year, for 2023, and for a number of reasons. Many of them are giving our generational high inflation, stock market volatility, no secret. They're concerned about real estate values, okay, as are a lot of people, and uh, really just high levels of economic uncertainty, right? They're seeing, this is probably some of the strongest evidence I've seen yet from some of the biggest and most successful institutional investors out there that are all, every one of them just about is saying the same thing, that, hey, they're really, really concerned about the economic climate for 2023. Look, I think you should listen to them. And I would really encourage you, like I said, if you can pull back, pull in your horn, so to speak, go more to cash, have some of the money, earn some dividends. Why not have lots of access and liquidity and positive arbitrage when you access the money to go back into investing in other assets? But it's not a bad idea to diversify and have a bucket here that has guarantees, that's safe and tax-free and is going to grow consistently. And like I've said this, this to many, many people, this is, you know, growing your cash safely right now with this economic environment. This, this is wise, okay? Wise advice, okay, that I've been given. You know, growing your cash safely, reducing your debt in these time of, type of economic times, just smart. You know, increasing your cash available is also smart. Having more cash reserves just in case, always a wise idea, but particularly in economic uncertainty. And then what this will do is by having that cash bucket there, by having more cash there and available and growing and having it available, it'll actually strengthen your financial position. And it'll allow you to take advantage of opportunities that are very likely going to become available once the economy approves, once this economic storm, you know, go, you know, passes by. We're going into a really rough period. Every indication is showing that and it's not just the insurance companies. I'm seeing expert, expert, expert. I saw an article today talking about C- CEOs of major, major companies are more pessimistic about this next year than they have been in a very long time. And, of course, they're, quote, uh, they're, they're, they're calling on the same reasons, the economic uncertainty, the high inflation, all those kinds of things, the same things we keep talking about. And, look, if you haven't gotten the message, <laughs> it's time to, you know, wake up and smell the coffee, all right? So if you have one of these policies, like I said, I'm going to encourage you to pay off the bank line because the cost of borrowing from the banks has now gone too high. Now, the beauty of it is, we don't expect this to be long-term. Interest rates jack up. They're going to come back. It might be a year or two because it depends on what the Federal Reserve does and how long this lasts. But if they start to back off somewhat, then the, our positive arbitrage increases again. Or dividends are going to, if the interest rates stay high, dividends are going to go up. And again, our positive arbitrage starts to increase again. So here's the beauty of this. The personal bank concept is going to work if either situation occurs, I mean, I think we can all agree going forward that interest rates are going to go high or stay high or they're going to go down, right? Again, as I stated earlier, if they continue high or 
climbing even, we're going to get higher dividends. So I think seeing in 24 and beyond, we should, we'll see higher and higher dividends. That'll be great for dividends, that is. If interest rates slide back a little bit, that, you know, then we'll see lower borrowing rates from the banks. So either way, we're going to get positive arbitrage again. We still have a little bit of it now, less than historically normal, about 1%, okay? But uh, historically, it's 2 to 3%. But again, we'll, I fully expect we'll see bigger positive arbitrage again going forward. And by putting this cash away and having it in that safe bucket, consistently growing and having access to the majority of the money day one, it just is going to put you in a better financial cash position. There's no reason to ride the roller coaster if you don't have to, right? That's what I'm trying to get at. And every indication is showing that 2023 is going to be a rough year. I hope it isn't, but it's shaping up to be that way more and more. So I'm just encourage you again, one last time, contact me for more information. 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. I'm going to encourage you to stay tuned in the next segment because we're going to get into some economic factors and some energy policy, like I mentioned earlier, that I think would be very valuable. So I encourage you to stay tuned and not miss it. For more information on Your Personal Bank, feel free to contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com. Back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ference Toth. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. I'll just say this one last time. If you missed the first segment, if you're one of my clients, for sure, I'm really going to encourage you to go to yourpersonalbank.com and go back and listen to the first segment because I share some very important information that all of my clients need to know. If you have one of these policies or considering it or want to generate positive arbitrage, we can still do it. I'm going to tell you right now, the borrowing rates are about in the fives and the dividends are six, but at least you're still moving forward. If you want, uh, so if you, so if you don't have to borrow, you don't need access to the monies, and that's why I would strongly encourage anybody, if possible, particularly in this economic climate, you know, let your money grow, um, let it consistently grow for a while, tax favored, all that good stuff, and you have access to most of it day one. So you want to take it. So if you want to take advantage of opportunities once this storm, economic storm, subsides, and you see opportunities, and there will be opportunities, I'm certain of it. You can take advantage of them, pull the trigger, and you didn't ride the roller coaster all the way down, if you don't want to, or the elevator all the way down. You know what I'm saying? So it's just a great diversification strategy. If you do need to access funds in the next year or two, we have pro- we have products available today that are paying 6%, and you can access at 5 and still get positive arbitrage on it. So you're still moving forward. Not as fast, of course, as if you leave it there, but you're still moving forward. And again, in this economic climate, moving forward is key particularly with high inflation. You have to move forward just to keep up, right? Just to break even, right? And so many things right now, there's so much risk involved and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, Risk of the downside, particularly, um, you know, it's just tough. It's just tough. So this is worth looking into. And like I said, there's, there's many, many, many factors, many folks saying 2023 is looking like it could be a really rough year. Contact me, toll-free 866-268-4422 for more info if you're interested. Or go to yourpersonalbank.com. You can you can um, uh, click on there for a free consultation. We can meet by Zoom, whatever. Again, it's 866-268-4422.
Now, let me get into some other economic news that I think is very valuable. In fact, I, as I stated at the very beginning of the first segment, I was talking about an article I read that is probably one of the best I've seen <clears throat> regarding the war on fossil fuels. In fact, the title of the article, and I found it on Yahoo Finance, if you want to go there, it's why the war on fossil fuels is causing chaos. I'm gonna, we're going to put it on our website, the link, so you can uh, go to it, yourpersonalbike.com. But again, the, the war on fossil fuels is not a short read. I'm going to warn you right now, but it's very in-depth. It's one of the most balanced ones I've seen in a long time. And that, that's saying a lot. It's hard to find good journalism and good articles this, these days. Uh, there's so many out there that are really much, far more. They're not really journalists. They're more um, advocates, right? They got a story to tell, push, or uh, they're advocating for one side or the other, right? And it's so hard to find something that's balanced. And this is this is a good article. It's balanced. The key, the, the key thing I'm going to say about it, if you don't want to read it, but again, I really encourage you to do so. You can go to yourpersonalbank.com, check it out. But it's the key is talking about how this the real solution here is all on all on the, all of the above, um, you know, energy source. All and I've talked been talking about this quite a bit. And in fact, even the Obama administration had an in, in, in an incentive where they talked about Obama himself, all of the above uh, approach to energy, and that's really smart because, you know. Each uh, energy source has strengths and weaknesses, and it's the diversification that makes it strong. It's it, The analogy I use all the time is if I said to you, hey, take all your money and put it in one stock with one company, what would your, what would your response to me be? And the obvious answer is, no way, you're crazy. And, and then I usually ask, well, why? Why do you say that's crazy? And he said, it's too risky. You're putting all your ba- eggs in one basket. You're putting all your risk into one, or into one thing. Well, this push for EV, electric cars, all in on one source caught, creates a sort of de- demand for one source of energy, electricity. And to create it through, say, green energy sources like solar or wind is pretty much the same thing. It's putting all your eggs in one basket. It just doesn't work very well. And the technology is not ready for to handle every, all the needs. Not even cl- nowhere even close. So the key is having again this all of the above strategy, and it's good to see more and pe- more people starting to talk about this because that's the key to the, our solution. And as he pointed out in the article, that if we get all hyper focused on one area like electric vehicles. That's going to just cause economic chaos. Elon Musk himself has said that. And, you know, he is stands to benefit from electric vehicle use probably more than just about anybody out there with Tesla, right? And here's a guy who's saying, hey, we can't move to it too quickly. It'll cause economic upheaval and chaos. He's right. And this article talks about some of that same, very same thing. In fact, we have... Another article talking about, oh, this was funny. I, I, it was, it, if it wasn't so sad, it would be funny. But the article here is this European country, it's Switzerland, uh, considers banning electric vehicle travel amid energy crisis. So they've been, of course, pushing for electric vehicle usage, and they've been pushing for, they've already drafted plans to conserve energy, including limiting heat to buildings no, no more than 68 degrees. Okay, The number of hour stores can be open. And now they're talking about restricting using electric vehicles. I thought they were supposed to be a panacea. You know, it, 
again, if you push too hard, too fast, too much into one area, one corner, it doesn't work. It's just that simple. Okay. It's the ollie of the above. And, you know, we, we saw that this last summer, the example of where California talked, you know, they're issuing new rules about selling uh, elect- or gas powered cars or whatever, going all electric by what, 2035? Folks, that's what, 12, 13 dozen years from now? And then the next week, literally the next week, they were, they were talking about had to warn that this, uh, asking people not to charge their electric vehicles because they were having a heat, uh, a heat wave. Which just goes to show, just verifies the very point I was making, is that the electric grid is not sufficient to support all these electric cars. You need to have diversification of energy, diversification of energy policy. If you don't, you cause economic upheaval, economic chaos, and most people lose, and a few people that are in power in the right place, right time, win, which, of course, is the goal of our current, uh, current administration, right? Because they've got themselves in the position of power or where they gain from this. As I've shared with people all the time, my wife was talking about something over the weekend, and I said, you, she's like, she couldn't understand why this was the way it was. And I said, you got, if you want to understand something, you always go back to the tried and true, what's, follow the trail, money trail. What's in it for that person? And I've shared this so many times. So many of our current administrator, current leaders, political leaders and otherwise, have personal uh, personal agendas because they have personal benefits if this green energy moves forward. Okay, it's that simple. They make money. All right, Janet Granholm, our current energy secretary, just you know, this summer when gas hit at five bucks a gallon nas- nationwide, she cashed out one point five million in stock options of an EV company she owned, and she owns millions more, by the way. She's not an energy secretary. She's a spokesperson for an energy company, an EV company. Contact me at toll-free 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com for more information on how to navigate this economic chaos. Stay tuned for the next segment. For more information on your personal bank, feel free to contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com. Back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ference Toth. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. So we've been talking about today discussing interest rates with the Federal Reserve, how it's affecting the personal bank policies, the positive arbitrage. Uh, if you missed it, go back to the yourpersonalbank.com, listen to the first segment. Good news is we still have it. It's a little tighter than it's been, but that's given the um, – economic situation we're in and the high interest increasing interest rates and all that kind of stuff. The fact that you can still move forward, you know, safely guarantee you tax-free is good. We've discussed uh, energy policy. And again, one of the best articles I've seen, um, we're posting it. It was a Yahoo finance article talking about the war on war on fossil fuels. Again, one of the most balanced articles I've seen in a very long time. That's hard. (laughs) That doesn't happen very often. So, Go to yourpersonalbank.com, check it out. The link will be there. The other thing is, you know, I haven't talked about this a lot recently or yet. You know, the frustrations with the midterm, I've, talked, I've discussed that. 
But uh, particularly here in Arizona, <clears throat> with the slow counting situation where you have the Secretary of State running for governor, uh, the person in charge of the election for the office she's running for is in charge of the elections. I, I can't see why that's not legal. I, I, I don't understand why that's not legal. That is a complete, total um, uh, conflict of interest. You know, if you, and our, you or I did something along that line, you know, we'd be we'd be bounced out of our, you know what, uh, either with our job or we'd lose our license or whatever it may be. And we we tried to co- pull some kind of stunt like that, conflict of interest. We'd be taken down, you know, we'd be taken down. And sh- rightly so. Yet our apparently governor-elect here in Arizona managed somehow to get away with it without, um, you know, without any, you know, well, I don't know. It's it, and the way it went down, the machines not operating on election day, and all these kinds of things. It's it's just incredibly frustrating. But there's some good news. There's some good news because, like in this this example again, Florida strikes again. We've been, we've talk, been talking about ESG. That's that environmental social governance governance uh, on investment funds and things like that, which is basically socially socially engineering uh, investment funds, retirement funds. With uh, with our investment dollars, well, Florida has just pulled two billion dollars from BlackRock, and uh, so that they will, that, like they said, be taking their business elsewhere, <clears throat> so that uh, you know they can't and not using ESG standards. And I think that's great. It's again, you can vote with your dollars too. And then the, on other good news is state attorney, their state attorneys general. Are, are filing a lawsuit moving to block Vanguard's climate crusade from impacting public power grids. You know, that's actually quite important because you have these companies like BlackRock and Vanguard, particularly, who have been committed to this net zero um, asset managers initiative, which companies commit to seek net zero greenhouse gas emissions by 2050 or sooner using investment funds. So they're pushing these companies or, or not allowing investment into energy sources that, you know, like natural gas, oil, things like that, that we need right now until green energy technology comes aboard and replaces though those. Or, you know what, folks? Here's another thing. I, I still believe in human ingenuity. Do you, I'm going to say something blasphemous here. Do you realize that green, the current green energy that we know of today may not replace fossil fuels. Think about that a minute. How do we know right now for sure that that green energy is going to actually accomplish it? What if there's some unknown energy source that we haven't discovered yet or a way to tap it? I'll put it that way. I'm sure we've discovered a lot of things, you know, nuclear fission and all these kinds of things that are kind of sci-fi right now. What if in 10 years, 20 years from now, think about it. What if that becomes the thing that actually is the panacea? What if you could run a I've heard of these things actually and it's not 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 it's sci-fi net today but it's not in the realm outside the realm of possibility but running a, an engine like a car engine on water and the uh the exhaust is oxygen and hydrogen. Okay? I've heard and seen some things on that, okay? I don't know if it's going to come about, but what if that becomes a primary primary energy source in a decade or two and blows the current solar and wind and all this kind of stuff we know about today out of the water. That's my point. We don't know what's going to actually happen. We don't know what ingenuity 
invention, whatever it may be, is going to come about. And by push, pushing to curtail current sources before the other ones are ready to come online and take over, as Elon Musk said himself, creates economic chaos. Thankfully, more and more people are coming to realize that. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, this will be more short-term than long-term. With the current administration, I don't have much hope, okay? I, I think they're just hopeless. Uh, they, they're just, they're like, uh, they're like a cult. I don't know what else to put it. Hey, I'm running out of time here real quick, so stay tuned. 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com for more info. And I'll finish up in the next segment. Don't miss it. For more information on your personal bank, feel free to contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com. Back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ference Tooth. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. And I was kind of getting on a roll there in the last segment, uh, finishing up. And, and I think the point I was trying to get at is I find it incredibly frustrating that there are people who are in charge at this point, particularly in the current administration, business leaders, whatever it may be, that are pushing an agenda, particularly with the energy policy, that just makes no logical sense whatsoever. We should have an all-of-the-above approach, diversify our, our grid, diversify our energy supply. That diversification is what makes it strong. Each has its own strengths and weaknesses. No one can deny that. And, it's, and that would be the best for the American people. That would be best for the country. That would be best for our economy. Yet they refuse to do so. They refuse to allow natural gas or oil exploring. Blech. Getting my tongue tied there. Apologize. They refuse to do those things. And then they push on they, all kinds of hindrances for, for drilling permits or or pushing this ESG uh, investment, drying up the investment dollars for fossil fuel um, energy support supplies and things like that, and as they're and they're doing it, I've shared so many times because they ha- they see they're either they're either like a cult member that you know they it's like a religion to them this this uh, green energy or or there's an more commonly I find when you really dig into it is there's an economic personal economic benefit. They're, they're getting money for it. Or they, they're heavily invested in green energy, like our current energy secretary, Janet Granholm. That's the problem. And the other part of it is that frustrates me, and I started sharing this in the last segment, was that how do they or we or anyone, for that matter, know that in the next decade or two or 10, whatever, however long it takes, that the current, let's say, solar and wind become the primary 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 energy sources at that point. We don't know that. In other words, go back 20 years, 30, 50 years. Think about the technology that we had at the point, at that point compared to today. Could anyone dream of a cell phone you carrying in your hand, for example, a handheld device that has more power in it than the first supercomputers had. Okay? I mean, I'm old enough to remember a time when, you know, you had a dial-up rotary phone, right? And many of you listening know what I'm talking about. It wasn't that long ago. In other words, I believe in human ingenuity. And if we would just allow that to be released instead of 
these agendas that these people are pushing and shoving down our throats, causing economic chaos and just economic pain for people all over the world. Yet they don't care. They're making their money, right? They've got their own. It would be so nice. And this was an interesting conversation I had with somebody recently. So I was getting my hair cut over the weekend. And, um, she was you know, a new hairdresser my, my wife had found. She really liked her, wanted me to go and, and go there and check her out. And she was. She was very nice, did a great job. Recently from California, Northern California, she'd been uh, owned a business there, hair, uh, you know, hair business, obviously, for 15 years. And they shut her down due to COVID and all that. And so she, she had to leave. She closed up shop, came to Arizona, opened up, and start, had to start over after building a business for 15 years, you know, that's life-changing. That kind of upheaval is the stuff that these people are causing because of their agenda. Whether it's COVID, they want control, they want money, they want, you know, whether it's green energy, whatever it is, the reason doesn't matter. The end result does. And remember, she said something, she, she asked me what I did for a living. We got talking and I shared with her the radio show I do and and she was very interested, and I said to her one thing. I said, you know, the one thing I'm frustrated about is lived here in Arizona for a lot long time, and, and it's changing. She was, yeah, she'd already noticed that she'd only been here a year. I said, you know, re- just welcome to Arizona, but if you came from California, but to please, please do us all a favor. Remember why you left and vote accordingly. It's the Democrat agenda primarily that caused the mess that you left in California. Please don't bring it here. And unfortunately, there's not enough people listening yet. And it looks like for the first time that I can remember, we're going to have two Democratic senators and a Democratic governor. And I'm not happy about that because they have, they've already expressed some of their agenda. They want to turn Arizona into more like California. And frankly, that's the last thing that I want. Personally, we're going to keep a close eye on it because this has been a great place to live, great place to raise a family. But if it starts changing too much, we may have to leave. I'm sad to say that, but we're going to watch and see over the next couple of years. Now, the thing is, so I shared, you know, sharing these things with her. and She agreed completely. She was, yeah, I'm with you 100%. Don't need to worry about me. I, I lost my business. That's why I came here. And I don't want to see that happen again because of too much government interference. And uh, she said, I'm with you 100%, but I'm a person who likes to do things. You know, this, this, this just confirms what I was already feeling, but what can we do about it? And then as I shared with her, I, I said, the reason I do this show is to educate. And the solution to all this is get more people to stop being closet conservatives and share and be open about how they feel about things and Open up the public discourse, talking. I said, you know, I've been given the nickname by some people as the town crier. I was just one of those that, you know, I just refused to shut up. And I was one of the early ones, okay? I started talking about this in uh, April of 2020, all right? So now there's more avenues. I mean, Twitter's been taken over by Elon Musk. There's more, more freedom of expression back, and I think we'll see more and more things go forward. But there, was, there was a t- time period where they were really trying to shut things down, of course. I said, if people start connecting the dots, realizing that 
look, if our government shuts down not just the Keystone Pipeline, but nine others, they shut down 10 pipelines, folks. That's the facts. You don't hear it in the, in the media very much. But if you educate yourself a little bit and you think about it and realize, huh, you know, if 10 pipelines are shut down so oil can't be transported from where it, like Canada to where it's needed, the, you know, user, end users, us, you think that might cause gas prices to go up? Do you think that might cause basic economics 101, supply and demand, shortage of supply, and uh, creates higher prices? You know, it's that kind of thing. Do you think that maybe we have an energy secretary that all she talks about is EVs and then sells 1.5 million shares of options in an EV company she owns? you think there might be a connection there? And she goes, you're right. People need to be educated more. They need to pay attention more. And I said, the reason why I believe that it things happened in this mass past midterms, which was extremely disappointing on many levels, is it just wasn't bad enough yet for enough people. And unfortunately, things are probably going to get worse. I've shared that in the first few segments and some of the economic things that we, well, seemed like we're, we're headed to. It's like a Titanic headed to the iceberg, but, no, but the, cap, the captain refuses to change direction, right? My point is simple, is if more people start paying attention and connect the dots, as she put it, put two and two together, they're going to vote differently. And I said, here's the good news. We don't need to get everybody. We don't need to convince everybody and educate everyone. We just need 51%. And right now, the country is very much 50-50. I mean, that's pretty obvious. So we just get 1%, one out of 100 people, to take the red pill, as they call it, recognize that, okay, I'm, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the Republicans myself. I consider myself an independent, but I also recognize they're not the problem. The Democrat, particularly in the last two years, Democrat policies are the cause of the problem. And let's get as many conservative thinking Republicans in there we can and try to change that party. I mean, it's got some problems too, but at least try to change its direction to move it in the right direction. And some things I've been seeing on there. Oh, one last thing I'll share. CEOs are pessimistic. I shared this earlier, heading into the new year. You know, my response, and I've seen some of that, many of those corporate leaders were the idiots that helped support getting Biden into office in the first place. So on one hand, I agree with them. I think they're right. On the other hand, how can you be so short-sighted? You know, and maybe a lot of people just didn't believe Biden would do what he's done, his policies. He's been far more lefty than I even thought. But I think it's kind of naive to think that the Democrats weren't going to push. I mean, Biden, he said it on the campaign trail. He was going to shut down no more drilling. And all that. he said it again recently even. Okay. And he's followed through. To his credit, he's followed through. Maybe they didn't believe he was going to actually do it. But, you know, sometimes you got to listen to what actually someone says. Sometimes they actually do what they say. It's amazing. So, um, but but here's something that was kind of heartwarming to me. One of the uh, GOP rep, he's a uh, rep uh, elect, he's going to be in Congress, and he's, he put it out, he says, Congress needs a come-to-Jesus moment on spending. And he's absolutely and totally right. It's Mike Lawler. He said, you know, both both parties have been guilty of spending far too much money, particularly in the last decade or so, last couple decades, and they need to stop the funding. They need our spending. And 
thankfully, this divided Congress, divided Congress will be positive in that regard. Hopefully, there'll be less for spending. But again, we have some, some people call them squishy rhinos that may go along with some of the spending with the Democrats and get some stuff through that shouldn't go through. We need fiscal, fiscally responsible people in office who will follow through. We need to vote those kinds of people in. We need to educate people, help them understand that this spending hurts everyone. Even if you're getting money from the government, the inflation hurts you. Okay? The government doesn't have any money. It can't give you any money unless it takes it from someone else or or prints more, which causes inflation. Okay? Which, again, hurts everybody. And at that message, that's the message that needs to be shared and shared and shared or we're just going to continue down the path and it'll just get worse, okay? So the last thing I guess I want to share and think about is, you know, I've shared this a few times. The the the, the This year is no secret. 2022 has been a rough year for the stock market. And um looks like from every indication, this is from the Federal Reserve even, uh, they're expecting Federal Reserve of Dallas now says that they expect another 15 to 20 percent drop in real estate values across the country based on the higher interest rates and high inflation. And and personally, I think that's a conservative estimate. We will see what happens. Yes, there's a shortage of housing in some places, but then there's also just a flat out affordability issue as inflation continues to eat people's savings, their income, earnings, all of that. Okay. There's, you know, you can't get blood out of a turnip, as they say. So as I started this, so I think that's the next, it's already starting to drop from the peaks. We've seen in Arizona, Phoenix here, which was one of the biggest runs, run-ups, we saw about, a, on average, about a 67% increase on average over the previous two years. And from the peaks of this summer, we've already seen uh, as much as 15, 20% reduction from the peaks. And I think it's very realistic to expect another 15, 20% or more uh, before this is all said and done. We'll find out. We'll see what happens. But that's what the experts are saying. That's what history tells us. That's what my eyes are telling me, okay? Like I said in the first segment, we have positive arbitrage today. We've got 6% insured, guaranteed, tax-free with high liquidity. You can have up to 85% of your money day one. So when this economic calamity, whatever you want to call it, does pass you can you you can have funds of dry powder to reallocate and take advantage of the opportunities that are coming they are coming i don't believe they're here yet but i do believe they're coming so stockpiling cash somewhere safe get some dividends on it just makes sense contact me at toll free 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com again that's 866-268 4422, and it's on our money. In God we trust. For more information on your personal bank, feel free to contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com. This show is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information. The presenter and guest on this program do not engage in legal, accounting, or tax advice. Professional advice regarding your situation should be sought if required. Products and writers may have limitations and may not be available in all states. Excessive unpaid loans may affect performance. Distributions may become taxable if not managed properly. Replacements may not be suitable for everyone. There may be charges when replacing coverage. Compare it when considering a replacement. Dividend rates and bank line of credit rates may change. Contact yourpersonalbank.com for current rates. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.